everyone. I don't really know why I introduced myself at the beginning of each episode because I'd like to think that those who are listening are coming back either every week or are finding me through Instagram or some other sort where you know me. So I'll skip over all the intros and just say I'm coming to you from my basement today. So I'm settled on my little couch. I have a, I just made a sugar-free caramel soy chai latte. Say that like five times fast. And it's raining here in Oregon. So it's nice and cozy. It's our first rain after a very hot summer and lots of fires. So I'm really grateful for the rain right now. Um, What else is happening today? Today, one of my best friends is getting married, so I'm tuning in for a Zoom wedding, which I'm still getting used to, but I kind of love that I don't have to leave my house and travel and go on an expensive trip, so that's kind of nice. And then I have a couple of friends coming over to take a virtual cooking class to celebrate my birthday, so the last of the celebrations are happening today. So that's where we're at. I do have a topic that I would love to discuss with you or not discuss. That sounds really formal, but just to talk about and share my thoughts on. So let's get into that. So I've spent the last couple of days, maybe three days or so, watching the D'Amelio show on YouTube, not on YouTube, on Hulu. And I guess I should, before I even dive into that, let's back up for a second. So I am obviously a very big social media fan. So not even fan, I would say I'm obsessed. And that's something I want to get into today. Um, I'm pretty, I've dabbled in TikTok, but I'm not a huge TikTok fan. I don't have an active account. I don't film videos. I don't do dances. I did them for like two weeks and gave up on that. Um, but I'm very aware of who the D'Amelio family is. And in case you're not familiar, they are Charlie D'Amelio is 17 now and she is the most followed person on TikTok. And her sister is close behind her, probably in like the top, I don't know, 10 or 15 people followed on TikTok. Um, and they filmed a, one second, you can probably hear my chai freaking out a little bit. Let me take a sip. So this is a coffee chat. Like if you don't have coffee or a chai or tea, I'd love if you grab some and just hang out, but totally up to you, obviously. Anyway, so back to the D'Amelios. They are the two sisters and then their two parents, and they got thrust into the limelight like maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, like right before the pandemic when TikTok was just an up-and-coming app, and Charlie in particular is known for doing dances on TikTok, which is kind of weird, but like, that's what she's famous for, I guess. And 
Anyway, so they do all of these things. They have the two sisters do a lot together. They obviously both create content on TikTok. And then they have a clothing line, a beauty line, a book, so on and so forth. And one of their most recent endeavors as a family was filming a, I don't know if I would really call it, oh my God, are you guys hearing this chai? It's like freaking out. If you're not hearing it, it's making a lot of really loud noise. Um, it's bubbling for some reason, which I'm not sure why. But anyway, one of their newest endeavors was filming a TV show that was on Hulu or is on Hulu. And I love crappy TV shows and movies. Like I, especially like high school drama, high school love story, like those are my jam. Like typically what's like gets like a one on Rotten Tomatoes type of thing like when we look at reviews of a movie and it has like a 20 or 30 my husband is like oh my god you're gonna love this I bet um so I went into it thinking that it would be a really crappy tv show and that I would just get a glimpse into life as a tiktok star whatever you want to call it influencer and I was really pleasantly surprised. I mean, some of the editing and production, like it was a little extreme on some points, but I thought the actual content was really interesting because they were talking about the mental health of social media, of being on social media as your job. And they talked a lot about anxiety and having anxiety and panic attacks and depression and even suicide. And I thought it was really powerful once you made it through kind of the some of the strange editing, but in my opinion. Um, but that made me want to talk a little bit about my social media story because I know it on obviously we're on very very different levels I think combined they probably have like 175 million followers and at its peak my Instagram following was just 13,000 which isn't a lot but at the same time that's a lot of people and I also had a blog that between the blog and social media, I reached about 200,000 people a month and in over 100 countries. So, and I also, so that was just for my personal following. I also worked in social media, like, as my job. Like, I was a social media manager. I was a social media consultant. I've done social media as part of my career. So I thought I would just talk a little bit about my story because I resonated so much with both Charlie and Dixie, the two sisters, and wanted to share a real life version of that, albeit on a much smaller level. But at the end of the day, I walked away from 
watching their show thinking that I don't know if it's worth it to try to become a social media star. And that's not what I want, but I know a lot of people do. But I just don't know if it's worth it because it causes so much mental health, so many mental health challenges. And yeah, I'm really struggling with it. So I guess starting at the beginning, I let's backtrack to exactly 10 years ago, 2011. And I was active on social media at the time. I've always been kind of active. Um, Okay, that's a lie. I've always definitely been active. I've never had a following. I always wanted to get followers and likes and all of that stuff, but I never got a following. And then in 2011, I came across a Pinterest post for something called Tone It Up. And Tone It Up was a, is a online fitness community for women. And at the time it was very, it was pretty small. There weren't a lot of people on it, but as someone who is been dieting her whole life. I found this, it was a fitness and nutrition program and I bought their plan. It was $150 at the time for a PDF, which is like ridiculous now that I thought about it, but I was desperate at the time. And I remember I was in college and I bought this plan And then I bought myself like a super fancy blender, like a Vitamix, which is like $400. So like in the span of like a month, I spent like all of this money on myself. And I, my parents helped me with a lot, but like they paid for my, well, I took out loans for everything and then they helped when I needed it. But I worked a job all through college often to jobs so I could afford things like this. So I like dipped in and I spent all of like a bunch of my savings on this one month. And I just wanted to be healthy and live this lifestyle. And as part of their program, they encourage you to document everything that you're doing on social media for the community. At the time, they said it was for the community to build relationships and stuff. Um, they recommend you, you started a Instagram that was like tone it up Lauren or tone it up, whatever your name is. And, um, so I did that and I started posting and then I stopped because I was in college and I was like, whatever. So then fast forward a couple years and I was, I had graduated, I had broken up with someone, went through a really bad breakup and, I was trying to find myself and I came across the PDF that I had bought. I still often thought about Tone It Up. And I said, you know what? I'm uh, Literally, I was sitting, I lived in the Bay Area at the time and I was sitting on the floor and I was looking at, I, before I was sitting on the floor, I was standing in front of, like I had a mirror, like a small full-length body mirror and I was standing in front of the mirror I was wearing a lime-ish green sports bra and nude panties and I stood there for 
a good probably 15 minutes just staring at myself, tearing myself apart. Like I'm so fat and ugly and all of these super negative things about myself. And I said, enough is enough. I want to change. And I like collapsed on the floor. And I remember I was just sitting in a pile on the floor and thought about, well, what can I do? And I thought back to this toned up plan that I had bought and spent so much money on. And I said, it's only going to work if I go all in. So literally in that moment, I was like, I'm changing my life. And I went, I didn't have a printer. So I went to Kinko's or whatever it was to print out the PDF. It was like maybe a hundred and two hundred pages. So I spent a lot of money to print out the plan. And then I literally went through my cupboards. I threw everything out and I went to the store and I replaced it with all Tone It Up approved foods. And I was like, tomorrow, I'm like, I didn't even wait until tomorrow. I said, I'm starting now. And literally the next day, I changed my lifestyle and I was like, I'm a Tone It Up girl. That's my label. That's my logo. And I think it's important at this time to note that I wasn't working because I had graduated college early, so a quarter early, and I had done some traveling. Um, I went on a graduation trip with my mom and my aunt, and I added on some solo trip after that, and then I also went on Birthright, which is a free trip to Israel. And so I had just gotten back. It was probably... May, it was June at this time. I'm sure it was June. Um, I remember the date actually. And my start date for my job, like I was coming in as part of a cohort, my start date wasn't until the last week of July. So I had like a good six or seven weeks to do nothing, but I knew I would be starting a job soon. So over that time period, I literally dove all in to this community and the nutrition plan at the time it's since evolved like tone it up is still out there but at the time they were encouraging a really unhealthy lifestyle where often on like you had a list of tone it up approved um foods and then you had recipes and whatnot that you could follow and then on top of that you started every day with a apple cider vinegar drink um the majority of your food was um i ate like protein powder for most of my meals and or quinoa like those were and kale like those were my three things that i had at pretty much every meal it felt like and then you had to work out two to three times a day. So you started every morning with some sort of cardio to get your metabolism going. And then you, typically about 30 minutes of cardio. And then in the afternoon, you would do your um, toning workouts. So like tone it up. You would do like toning, um, which again was like another 30 minutes. And... And then they recommended that you prepped all of your food in advance. So like because there were like such strict rules, I couldn't really eat out, which like I was not a cook. Like 
I could cook. I just never did. I ate out and I ate super unhealthily. So I would go buy groceries and I would literally spend 10 hours cooking and it would often bleed into the next day. So adding in like making it like 12 or 14 hours and I would make 35 meals for myself. Like I'm not exaggerating. I would put each one in a Tupperware and then every day for the next week I would eat the pre-made foods and that was my life. My life was literally toned up and they had a community. They encouraged you to reach out to, to connect with other members in the community like locally so we would get together for what they called meetups and at one point I pretty early on I met like I dove all into the meetups I planned a few I got really involved because I wasn't doing anything else I was my days were literally dedicated to tone it up so I got really involved in the community aspect and then a few of us signed up for triathlons and I started doing that and just I got into a uber 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 healthy lifestyle and so where social media comes into play is that I because I was following all their rules I did I started a tone it up account that I posted every single meal I ate and every single workout I did so up to like seven times a day because that's what they said document your progress and I would do before and after photos that like it was a tone it up account and I used all of the tone it up hashtags and I started gaining like I I just set out to follow their rules. I set out to post because they said to post and to document and pictures would help you stay on track and blah, blah, blah. So I did all of that and then slowly but surely like people started following and it was really strange to me that people would want to follow my journey like I remember it got up to like 500 you know Instagram like connects you with your friends like in your phone and so I got like maybe a hundred people from that so like I knew a hundred people just throughout the years and who I either knew well or didn't know, but they were in my phone for some reason. So Instagram connected us. So probably I think it got to like 100 or 125 from that. But then when I hit 500, I remember being like, who are all of these people? And like, why do they care about what I'm eating and doing for a workout? And at the time, like you could look at me from the outside and say I was the healthiest I've ever been. But on the inside, I there were times when because the meal plan at the time, like I said, they've since changed it probably based off of feedback, but there was no leniency and or at least I felt like there was no room for leniency and a lot of their meal plans, you were eating under 1200 calories a day. One time I counted and it was like 810 calories in a day. And this is when I was training for a triathlon. <clears throat> they did TIU triathlon training programs. So I would like 
do my morning cardio. I would do my afternoon weights and then I would do my triathlon training after that. So I would swim, bike and run. And on like, and it's like no joke. Like one time I remember I went for an eight mile run and then I came back and went for a swim. And that's a lot of working out to eat 800-ish calories. Like, I don't think my body could handle it. And I know it couldn't handle it because there were literally days where, like, I'm not exaggerating. It might sound like it, but I would lay in bed and I literally did not have the energy to stand up because my body felt so weak. There are times where literally it was for weeks on end where it was such a challenge to get up. And so that was one piece of it. Um, The other piece of it was my channel was growing and it was mostly people who were tone it up girls as well. And it was fun at first to connect with women and I felt like they were friends and I was hanging around not the best friend, not the people who had a different lifestyle than I did in person. And I was just kind of desperate for friends. So I connected with these, what what they called them, OG Tone It Up girls. And we all created kind of a little pack where we would all support each other. And I felt like I knew them as friends. And it was a really strange dynamic. And over time, I genuinely don't know what happened, but my platform just grew and grew and grew. And I remember one day I reached 1,000 followers and then 5,000 and then 8,000. And suddenly I was at 13,000. And I was so confused as to like, why were people following me? And the more the challenge for me was that I started getting into this really, really negative headspace. Like my, my life literally started to revolve around Instagram. And at the time I, um, or very early on in this journey, I had started a blog, um, because I was posting on Instagram. Well, backing up just a little bit, I know I'm kind of all over the place, so bear with me. But um, early on, I mentioned that a couple girls had, and I had been training for triathlons. We created a blog together that didn't last for very long, maybe a month, but there were four of us and it was hard to find a way to do a blog where we all saw eye to eye. So after that, I, I had been getting comments on Instagram like, it would be cool if we saw more from you or like, can you share your recipe or whatever? And I was like, hey, I can do this blog thing too. So I started out a blog and that too had grown as my Instagram grew. So, and I'm the type of person where I, if I'm inspired and interested in something, I go like all in, like 200% in, like not even a hundred, like 200, 250% in. And I was really into the blogging and social media and building a brand thing. Like I got really into it. I took courses. I invested a lot of money into it to make my blog look professional and really good. And I got a 
fancy camera, DSLR camera. And over time, I started working with brands and I had sponsorships and I worked with people like Whole Foods and Lorna Jean and just amazing companies that I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to work with. But at the same time, so I guess you could consider me a micro influencer, which kind of made me cringe because I hate the idea that I was influencing people to live such an unhealthy lifestyle. But I mean, I was making money off of this Instagram, not a lot, but enough. And I charged like, at one point I was making like $250 or $300 a post, which is kind of wild when you think about it. And the challenge is like, it went from feeling like a hobby, like I was doing sharing just for fun and to keep myself accountable to this business where I felt like, one, I had all of these like, I was at this point working a full-time job and I had meetings with PR people and we had to have strategy meetings and we had like it just took the fun out of posting but at the same time the more that my following grew the more that negative comments started happening and I was in such an insecure place and my life revolved around Instagram. So I lived and died by what people said to me. And the comments that came in, I read every single comment. And they ranged in hurtfulness. So I got a lot of comments about my appearance. So people saying I was messy and I looked ugly and my eyebrows were too bushy and I needed to wax them. And all of these things. But then I also got comments like one time I was in San Francisco and I was, I took a picture of just being in San Francisco with a friend and someone commented on my post that while I'm in there, why don't I just jump off the Golden Gate Bridge? Because like I, I needed to kill myself. And when you live and die by I guess that's the wrong phrase to use, live and die. But when you believe that everything on Instagram is true because you don't know any better and someone tells you to kill yourself, that's a tough one. That was really hard for me. And uh, around the same time, like, Part of the reason I, this was like, I had probably about 10,000 followers at the time. I'm just guessing here, but I um, got a few features in some major major outlets within the span of a month and it was really cool. Um, Like I did an interview with Women's Health and they featured an article on me and then I was also in fitness like, you know, they have fitness magazine, but they do fitness online. They, we talked about featuring one of my recipes. Um, I did, I was featured in a roundup of pop sugar, um, toning up girls on pop sugar. And with that even came more negativity. And after that is when I first found this website called Go Me. 
and GOMI, it stands for get off my internet or something like that. And it's basically a forum to tear apart lifestyle bloggers. And I had seen it before where I like had went to it and I clicked off because I thought it was a waste of time. But somehow either someone sent me the link or I happened to cross it. There was a, my name showed up and in this thread, I remember the first thread I saw, it was horrible. People were not only tearing apart like how I look, but they were saying things like, with all the money that she spends on this health stuff, like, you know, protein powders, you name it, I was probably buying it because I didn't know any better. Like I was a, it was my first job out of college and I had what I thought at the time was a good salary and I was spending my money. I didn't know any better and I was just living my life to live my life. And people were saying that at this rate, I would never be able to afford a house. Like, look at my bank account. I bet it's zero. And I have no idea what she's doing. And that girl thinks she's so unhealthy and she's eating like crap, even though she promotes these things. And she has an eating disorder. And people were diagnosing me with eating disorders. And keep in mind, like, this was at the time where I was super gullible and I was living every... I was believing every single thing I read online and that comment thread actually pulled me. That was the first, I mean, I've, now that I know what depression is, I know I've experienced it my whole life, but reading that comment thread is the first time I fell into like a full blown depression. Like I was in such a negative place and by this point, I had never talked to anyone about mental health before. Like, that was just not a thing. I grew up in a house where my dad was, um, I don't know if he'll really want me to talk about this, but my dad was in the army. And basically, he, we grew up being treated like we were little in the army, like he just shared the same things he had learned with us. So we were told to keep our shoulders back, keep our head up, don't cry, um, don't show emotions, don't show vulnerability. So that's what I had been doing my whole life. And then after this, like we had very surface level conversations with my family. I never really talked about like the deep stuff. And so after I read this um, thread, I remember I sent a screenshot to my boyfriend, who's now my husband, a f close tone it up friend at the time, who I'm no, no longer close to, and my mom. And I just laughed about it at the time. But then at one point, I called my mom and I was just like, I'm not okay. I can't really handle this. And that was the first time that I had ever told someone I wasn't okay. And she, I have so much respect for her because of this. Um, I called her in January. It was the first week of January, right after the new year. And typically in our family, my mom is a tax lawyer. So she, we don't, we know don't bother mom from January 1st to April 15th. Like that's pretty much a thing in our family. And we don't 
travel during that time. We don't do anything because we let her focus on tax season. And I was just like, you know, I'm really struggling. And at the time I lived in Oregon and my parents are down in California. And my mom said, you sound like you're really hurting. Like what it, can you take some time off this week and we can go do a girl's trip? And she gave up everything and we went on a trip. We flew into Vegas and we, oh my God, it was, it was amazing. Um, she was like, we were driving down the strip because we flew into Vegas and we were going to a like spa hotel thing in Utah. So we drove like two and a half hours and you have to drive down the strip to get to the highway we needed to go on. And my mom is like, have you ever wanted to come to Vegas? Like I had been there when I was little and I had pneumonia, like I got pneumonia when I was there. So I had a really shitty experience. Like I was sick. Oh my God. The whole time. But this time it was probably the first time it was the first time I had ever been back. And I told my mom, like, honestly, there's only three things I want to do in Vegas. Two were eating at restaurants and one was seeing a show. And my mom said, well, let's try to check them off right now. So we pulled the car over and we went to one we called. Um, I really wanted to go to Nobu. Like, I love sushi and I had heard amazing things. And I was we were on this vacation and I was splitting the cost of the trip with my mom. And I was like, no problem. Like I'll go, I'll pay for a fancy dinner. Like, even though I hadn't paid for it or planned for it, like this is totally something I would tap into savings for. So we call Nobu and they're like, we have one seating available at 5 PM and it's two o'clock. So my mom was like, great, we'll take it. And we were hungry. So she was like, let's go to the other place, Giada. I'm, I'm, was a really big Chiata fan at the time. And my mom was like, let's go there for appetizers. And then we can check two of the three things off of your list. The other one was a show that wasn't happening that night. So we go and then it's a great night. And then we go to the spa and it was such a wonderful trip. Just me and my mom. And we got really open and honest. And that was the first time I ever told someone, you know what? I'm, putting on a face but behind the facade I'm really not okay and I think I was 24 at the time so this was uh six years ago and I just think I would have loved to say that things changed after that but they didn't I went back and I I felt this obligation to keep posting because I had brand partners, I had 10,000 followers who I had to appease. And I kind of realized by this point, I was like, this was three years after I had really started posting about Tone It Up. And I kind of realized how unhealthy it was at that point. And I didn't want to post about it. But whenever I posted about something else, I got hate that I wasn't posting Tone It Up stuff. And that I'm so heavy, I should go back on Tone It Up ASAP. Or they did all of these challenges. They did a seasonal challenge and I'm trying too hard. And everything I posted got negativity. And I felt like the only thing that people reacted to were my Tone It Up posts. So I would always come back to posting about them. Because for my brand partners and affiliate partners, they required that I had 
X percent of engagement. And in order to get that engagement, I needed to post about tone it up. So it was this cycle that was so, so, so unhealthy for me. And I just, I, I felt broken because I felt torn. Like, when is enough enough and is this worth it? Like, I don't even like what I'm posting or doing anymore. And I kept up this um, cycle. I kept going with the cycle for a few more years. And then it got to the point where I just... I think enough was enough. And I... I changed my, so at the time my handle was Lauren Lives Healthy and one day in the heat of the moment, a couple years later, I think, um, maybe we're in 2017 now and I'm guessing on the years here, but I changed my handle from Lauren Lives Healthy to Wandering in Wellness because I really genuinely felt like I was wandering and I wanted to post outside of Tone It Up and I just was trying to find my place in the wellness world. And I changed it and then I did what everyone else was doing because I needed to get numbers and I wanted to try this new thing and show people that I was doing wellness. So I did a 30-day challenge quote-unquote challenge on my blog and my Instagram where I posted about a wellness trend every day and at that point it just felt like a chore like I was posting so I could have one post up every day and I wasn't having fun with it I, it was no longer authentic to me it was totally for the numbers and I felt defeated every time like I was still in this massive depression spiral that started a few years earlier when I went to Utah with my mom from that one comment and it got worse because when I changed to wandering in wellness um I found my way back to the Galmi site and now instead of seeing my name as part of like a tone it up thread or another thread I saw there was a thread dedicated to me so it was a wandering and wellness slash LLH thread or whatever you want to call it. And people were tearing me apart and they were saying that I was there. Oh, sorry. I had to stretch. I'm, I've been sitting in the same spot for however long we've been talking. But um, I reading these comments was so difficult because people were like, She's my most follow, like, she's my favorite hate follow. She smells like whatever, like horrible things. And I'm like, how do you even know what I smell like? But it was five or six pages long. I can't remember how long it is, but I sat there and I read all of the comments. And keep in mind, I was still in this place. I was very jaded at the time. And I thought Instagram was my life because it was my brand. I was... I posted every single thing I did. I posted every single thing I ate. I posted every workout I did. Not only was it my life, it was bringing in income for my family. So for me and my family, like I probably made enough each month to pay off my car loan. So like just for kicks. 
And like, that's a lot. Like I was now doing this as a second job and I believed everything that people said. So I fell even deeper and deeper and deeper into the spiral after I read that. And it was so difficult for me to read. But I continued on trying to post on this new, trying to become this new version, Instagram version of myself. And my mental health took a huge, huge, huge toll. Everything I did it was like there was someone talking to me saying, like, one, you have to document things. So, like, my husband, my now husband, my boyfriend, he's the most patient person in the world. But I would be like, I just need to document this for Instagram. And I would, like, take a photo of our dinner. But it wouldn't be just, like, let me take a quick photo. I would need to food style it. I would need to bring out my professional camera I would need to set it up so it was like it looked nice and was styled and had the napkins and had whatever and by the time I took the photo it would have been 30 to 45 minutes later and our food would have been cold and he was just like it's getting in the way of our relationship and it's I really respect him for saying that because it's true it was And then it was also bringing me down and I was holding on to this lifestyle that no longer fit me anymore just because I was making money and receiving a lot of comments and likes on my photos. And eventually it all just got to be too much and I shut down and I fell into this very deep depression and I ended up it's not the deepest depression I've ever been in. And I've since experienced worst, worse, but at the time it was unlike anything I had felt before. And the anxiety was, I can't even explain it to you. Every time I would go to post a photo, which remember was like five to seven times a day sometimes, I would freak out and I would be like, oh no, what are people going to say about me? What negative comments are going to come in this time? And oh my God, they're going to be true and I'm going to have to fight back. And I'm not strong enough to fight back because I hate confrontation. And five to seven times a day, I would have this conversation with myself. And oftentimes in between that, I would have these, oh my God, I regret what I did. I need to take that post down. I fucked up this word. I messed up this one thing and people are going to tear me apart for it. So my whole life was thinking about Instagram in a very, very, very unhealthy way. And I kept up the charade. I kept, once I started posting the wellness content and it wasn't getting a lot of engagement, I kept going back to tone it up because I knew that's what my followers wanted. They wanted the challenges and they wanted the things. And I would post a tone it up photo and get four times the amount of engagement than I, than I would on any other photo. So I kept coming back to it. And finally, in 2018, I hit a breaking point. And I had experimented with not posting for a while, like going dark, I guess, as they would say. And in 2018, I decided to delete my platforms. I deleted my blog. I deleted my Instagram. I deleted Facebook. I deleted Twitter. 
everything that had the Lauren Lives Healthy um, brand associated with it. And without that brand, it was so weird. Like, I felt empty. Like, I'm not, I kid you not, I felt empty inside because I had, I felt like I lost my friends. I lost my community. I lost a part of me. And... I felt worthless without it. But at the same time, when I did have it, I felt worthless because I was receiving multiple hate comments a day. Like the same day, like I said, I would receive someone telling me my eyebrows are so ugly and like you look so messy in your photos. And then I would receive a comment telling me to go kill myself because I'm so ugly. And it was mental whiplash. And without all of that, I didn't, I wasn't getting the validation from the likes and the good comments that like, there was a lot of good, but I think the hate was really loud, but I wasn't getting the validation and I didn't know anything besides Instagram. Like that was my hobby. That was my job. That was everything. And all of a sudden in the blink of an eye, it was gone. And I felt so worthless and it just the goal of this me saying all of this is for myself just to tell this story out loud because I don't think I ever really have like I've written about it but I don't think I've talked about it and talking about things for me is really a important part of healing but also I just want to echo a lot of things that were said in the D'Amelio show, even on a smaller, much smaller scale, it takes a toll on your mental health. Social media is, it can be a very, very, very negative space. And you become, when you start living for the likes and the comments, you live in fear all the time of what are people going to say next? What are people going to think about me? But you also live in this excitement of, oh my God, if I post this, 50 people are going to like it. 100 people, 500 people. Like, oh my God, I have to do this thing for Instagram. I have to dress this way. I have to do this photo shoot because people are going to love it. And that means I'm loved. And it's this horrible cycle and... I just want to bring awareness to that because I see so many people who want to build their followings and I just want to caution you like not to not build your followings. I think it's great, but just to keep your head on your shoulders and really think about it and try not to take it too personally because I mean, if you're anything like me and you do, it'll, it'll ruin you. It'll take your mental health will, my mental health, I can't obviously predict what'll happen to someone else, but my mental health was in such a negative place and it took me years and years and years to come back from that. And also my physical health was in a very negative place. I thought 
I convinced myself I was the healthiest I had ever been because that's what Tone It Up told me I was. If I follow their program, you'll be the healthiest you'll in your whole life. Like that's what they promised people. And I went to the doctors and I wasn't healthy and it took me many years to come back from that. And I'm still learning about my body and I'm still figuring out what works for me. And I just think all of that happened because of social media. And I just, it breaks my heart that I had to go through that. And I can't imagine what Charlie, for example, who's now 17 is going through. So that's, um, yeah, I guess just a little behind the scenes, but also a cautionary tale of just be cautious of what social media can do to you. And I guess now, because I am getting active on social media again, maybe I can just give you some context there. So I came back to social media, like, I don't think I ever really got off of it, to be honest with you and myself. I I wanted to say I went completely dark, but I had, um, there were some specific people that I kept following, and I also followed a lot of negative people. So everyone I followed was a health and wellness influencer of some level. Maybe they were just a tone it up girl who was sharing their life like I was and had a hundred followers, or maybe it was someone with 3 million followers, but it was all health and wellness culture in an unhealthy way for me. So I was absorbing all of these negative things. And at some point I just had to tell myself, like I had to, I worked really hard to break away from that mindset and I knew that getting back into social media this time, I would have to do it differently. So I got back on social media because I went through everything with my book. So I went through that really negative space, which we can get into more in a different one. I know this um, episode is already really long, but I was really inspired by the influencers who talked about mental health. And I said, you know, if maybe if I open up about my mental health, I can inspire someone else to prioritize their mental health. And in order to do that, I had to kind of break free of myself. So I started posting on Medium and then I joined Instagram because I wanted to promote my Medium posts. And then over time, I'm, I I don't know, I, I go big. I, you know, I have Medium and I have Instagram and I have, now I have the book and I have a podcast and I'm writing a second book and I do all, and I have a newsletter and I'm doing all of these things that I get really into it. And sometimes I feel myself falling back into that spiral where it's moving away from a hobby and into a job. But I'm really, I'm very, very in tune with myself now. And I'm saying I, it has to remain fun. So one thing I'm struggling with right now is that my publisher, who I'm 
we're in the very early stages and I enjoy working with them so far. This is nothing negative about them. But as part of the program that I'm in and the publishing program that I'm in, it's a practice to get active on social media because the more that you grow your following, the more likelihood you'll have an audience who you can tap into to buy your book when it becomes available. So they're encouraging all of us to get active on Instagram. And that's when I, Instagram and LinkedIn primarily. And so that's when I really started getting active on Instagram. It was a few months ago when I started they started saying like as part of this program, now's the time to get active on Instagram. And it's been such a challenge to be totally honest with you. I think that it's, I've noticed myself logging in and being like, who's commenting? How many likes do I have? Like, my mind is now becoming a content calendar and that's something that I really need to be cautious of and cognizant of because I'm in, I'm now, today, I'm in a really good mental space. But, and I know the difference between now and then is back then, my, I lived by Instagram comments, the people who told me to kill myself, I believed that they really wanted me to kill myself. Now, if someone were to leave that comment on my Instagram, I would be like, oh, I think they're, um, what's that word? I think they're, um, when someone puts something on you because of, oh, it starts with a P, I can't remember the word. Um, projecting. I think that if I were to see a comment like that, it would be really hard for me. Like, I'm not going to lie because I have a little baby following right now and I'm so far, it's all good. I haven't really received any negative comments. I received one on Medium, but that's it. And I just, if I were to receive a go kill yourself today kind of comment, I would love to think that I would be able to realize that someone is projecting their struggles and challenges onto me. But I don't know. And I just have to trust that I'm in the mental place to be able to handle it. So that's something I'm really struggling with is like, I have to balance my mental health with all of these projects. And social media is at the center of them because it's at the end of the day, according to my publishing team, it's a promotional tool and it gets more eyes on my book at the end of the day, which is also interesting because I'm not writing. I wrote a book already, Insomnia, and I didn't write that for, I was only going to publish one copy of that for myself, for my bookshelf. I I'm not doing it for money. I'm not doing it for to sell 10,000 copies. It would be great if it were a bestseller because that would be a really cool resume booster, but that's not what I'm doing it for. And that's not why I'm publishing a second book either. I'm doing it because writing is a form of healing for me and I need to write. And if publishing my book, one, I loved the experience of publishing a book. I did everything myself and I really enjoyed it. And I'm very excited to see how that differs with a um, 
hybrid publishing model. So that's the reason why I'm moving forward with the publishing side of it. But I think it's just a... I don't even know where I'm going with this. I lost my train of thought, but I think I just like for me, I see the value in it where they're like, get as many Instagram followers as you can. And they even told me like, it's too bad. I closed my account with 10 or 13,000 people because I could have used that to promote my book. But I was like, that's not the people who I want to buy my book. I want to really be an authentic version of myself on social media. And to do that, I felt like I had to start over. So that's where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm in a healthier place when it comes to social media. But at the same time, I'm trying to be really cautious of one, I don't need to have a huge following. Like it was really cool. Like that helped me get my job as a social media manager by far and away. Being able to list everything I did as Lauren Lives Healthy on social media and building a brand that reached 200,000 people a month, is it's wild. And it's kind of amazing that I get to say that I did that. And, but now I'm like, I think I have, I built it up to 100 people so far. And I'm like, I would much rather have 100 kind people who I feel like know the real me and are willing to talk about the hard things and who we talk about mental health and it's not just photos of my food and workouts and things that aren't real it's it's who I am that's that's where I'm at with my social media journey right now so anyway that was a long very long-winded conversation but if you've gotten this far, I just, I hope you take care of yourself on social media. It's so important. And I just, I'm doing my best and I hope you are too. So thank you for listening. So with that, that is the end of our chat for today. And I just want to, again, say thank you for all of your support. I obviously, like we just talked about, I do this for fun. I do this because I want to share my story in hopes that it can help maybe someone else who's struggling with the same challenges feel a little less alone. So if you've supported even by listening to this podcast or following along on Instagram or buying a copy of my book, I just, I'm, I'm so appreciative. I, for any sort of creator, those little things, even though they might take one second for you to do, it makes a really big difference. So I appreciate it. It really does keep me going. I'm not paid or doing anything, any of this for money. I'm none of that. So just seeing the comments and encouragement, it, I know everything we talked about, it's not about the comments, but there's a piece of me, I do read them and I do value just your support. So thank you so much and see you next weekend. Bye.